0: No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie, come on, everybody boogie puppet tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie, come on, everybody boogie puppet tonight. No one's
1: gonna tell me how to boogie, come on, everybody boogie puppet tonight. Let's go!
0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you are.
2: <laughs>
0: it's Monday night. It's the night after. It's the night after uh, a tremendous, a tremendous sporting spectacle, which we will get into because unfortunately, I'm sad to report the bad guys didn't factor in. These are very bad people. Very, very bad. Thank you for joining us, Monday night edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Just remember, uh, tonight's recommended drink is cheap box wine, tonight's recommended snack, Bland brand, No Name Crackers. This is the official wine and crackers broadcast right here at 6pm. Thank you for joining us. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, at to patreon.com slash Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course... If you would like to commiserate the bad guys winning, then you can do so by following me on Twitter, at Boogie Bumper. Very excited for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Very excited to get to the real stuff. The real important stuff. Thank you for joining us. So much to get through. So little time. Yes, this is very important. This is a matter of life and death. There was some old football manager. I can't remember which one. Don't think it was Jock Steen maybe it was one of the football players and when I mean football I mean like soccer and somebody asked him you know what's the go with the fans and fan violence or something like that and he said, you know some people say that football is life and death but they're wrong it's much more important than that. <laughs> so yes congratulations Tom Brady, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I'm a Brady fan I, I don't mind so but I don't I don't I don't watch NFL. Right? So, if I say I'm a Brady fan, a whole bunch of people start going, oh, remember this, remember that, remember this. I'm like, ah, I don't care about any of that. I mean, if you win that many Super Bowls, that's good enough. <laughs> and, you know, he seems like a pretty Ring hard-working guy, professional. Cheese, I like him. Man. Uh, thank you for the sub, whoever that was. My little list isn't updating now. So, uh, Derp of Diamonds, Gypsy. Fair did just steal the subscription, Gypsy. So you know, he's just a guy who wins a lot. So yeah, I, know, I like him, and he kind—he of, doesn't really, you know, I—I—I I, I, I guess I kind of like him because a whole bunch of people don't as well, because he can just do the most innocuous things and have everybody, bah! and I don't really get it. So I kind of like that. So, but in saying that, he's not a very nice guy. Have you known that? Did you hear about this, ladies and gentlemen? Because everybody out there is going to be sucking Tom Brady's dick right now. And we're not going to do that here on this show. Because here on this show, we believe that the truth needs to be discussed. The truth needs to be uncovered all the time. Jim n with the diamond. White supremacy wins again. Ray.
1: We are back. Yeah.
0: So... He's a bad guy, and we need to discuss why he's a bad guy and why he's undeserving of your admiration this morning, a day after his team won the Super Bowl. his seventh. He's now won more Super Bowls than any other team has won Super Super Bowls. So, you know, I don't think he sucks. Um, This came out a few days before the Super Bowl. This is our first show in a few days. So, unfortunately, just missed out, but... I think we have to discuss it nonetheless, because this is not an example of sensationalized journalism or, you know, uh, (laughs) bewildering nonsense (laughs) masquerading as opinion. It's not any of those things. This is most definitely a poignant and, uh, you know, a poignant and concise commentary on the troubles befouling the United States of America in regards to racial issues. I think it's very fair. <laughs> Benke ben Veritas with a diamond, mature audience. Fuck yes, you cunt. You Minister of Fun came me with a diamond. I had to lie and say that I'm mature to watch you. See, this is the problem. I said the same thing to JJ earlier this morning. I said, D-Live just asked me if I'm mature enough to watch you. They really don't know us that well, do they? (laughs) What a stupid question. Of course I'm not. (laughs) Anyway, I want to talk about why Tom Brady is a bad person. Tom Brady has gotten an undeserved pass for his past support of Donald Trump. Gypsy, Lady of Diamonds, Gypsy of Diamonds. Thank you for the Diamond Gypsy. Vandagra steals the Diamond Gypsy. Normal name. Woo! Must have been a month. Just flew by. Tom Brady has gotten an undeserved pass for his past support of Donald Trump. This is very important now. Who do celebrities, not even who celebrities vote for. That's not important. Yet. It's, you're, you're a bad guy if you just don't come out and attack who they want you to attack. That's the thing. Minister of Fund, Kimmy the Diamond, if we were mature, we wouldn't be here, exactly. Except for today. Today's very important. Because it's obvious. Tom Brady, Tom Brady was happy to talk about politics, until he wasn't. The Make America Great Again hat in his locker. The flippant endorsement of then-presidential candidate Donald Rose. <laughs> the thing about this article that is going to become clear to you, right? What became clear to me is I think the journalist doesn't know whether they're angry because Brady didn't support the president enough or they're angry because he supported him too much. They really don't know which side of the argument they're on. Wait a minute, do we want people publicly su- uh, declaring their support for Donald Trump in an open and forthright way? No, that encourages white supremacy. Okay, good. Do we want people to shy away from admitting that they support Donald Trump because of this white supremacy? No, they should come out and say it. Oh. Should they come out and say that they're a Trump supporter? No, that would endorse white supremacy. You see you see the horrible brain-melting time loop these people trap themselves into. Because they're really not that intelligent. They're really just not that smart. <laughs> they they appear smart. And they dress smart, and they have jobs that make them sound smart, like journalist, right? reporter, but they're really not that smart. The article continues, Only when those tyres became inconvenient did Brady decide he wanted to stick to sports. <laughs> so... <laughs> So we we suspected, here in the corporate media, we suspected that Tom Brady might be a closet Trump supporter. We then pounded him relentlessly in the press for being a closeted Trump supporter. and And then once he said, no, no, I don't want to talk about politics at all, I just want to talk about football, we then accused him. Of being a, of being like a deceptive Trump supporter, like he just oh he doesn't want to talk about it now that we're hammering him. Hmm, interesting that you know. <laughs> See, I I I I am one. Kimmy in the chat says stick to sports. I agree. I am one who like because I was doing a radio show about sports before I was doing anything else, you know, and myself and my co-hosts were just relentlessly tear apart sports journalism because it's just as bad as political journalism it's even worse in a lot of respects so the upside of having you know we've talked about it before how sick we are of politics melting into everything around it Um, the upside of having this happen to sports though is that you get uh, articles like this where the where the two the two outer rims of both sports and politics political journalism kind of mash in together and you, you get these horribly non-analytical, just blathering fucking pieces. It's, and it's really, it's really more exciting to me than the sport itself, I've got to be honest with you. Yeah, you've seen one game, you've seen them all. Tell me again how tell me again how Brady is wrong for both being too supportive of Trump and not supportive enough at the same time. Tell me more about that, please. Listen to this. Only when those ties became inconvenient did Brady decide he wanted to stick to sports. That he preferred to be a beacon of positivity rather than delve into society's thorny ills. How horrible, how irresponsible of him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, this this kind of upfront approval of Hitler 2.0, it's really got to stop, honestly. Stick to sports, he says. Become a beacon of positivity and unity, he says. Pfft, what a fucking fascist. <laughs> We should call him a Nazi until he says he doesn't want to talk about politics anymore. Good. Brady came out today and said that he doesn't want to talk about politics anymore. What's wrong with him, the pussy? (laughs) This is what they're doing to people. They're, They're poking people in the chest and saying, go on, hit me, hit me. Go on then, hit me, hit me, hit me. And then when you take a swing and hit them. They cry and they say that you're you're breaking the rules. You're not allowed to touch me. This is bullshit. He raped me. You know. <laughs> and then we go through the whole process all over again. He said, only when it became inconvenient did Brady decide he wanted to stick to sports. That he, <coughs> pardon me, that he preferred to be a beacon of positivity rather than delve delve into society's thorny ills. The author writes, quote. How mighty white of him. (laughs) The author is uh, Nancy R. Moore. You can look her up yourself. White woman. Brady's ability to enter and exit the debate at his choosing. Yeah, because... (laughs) You see what I mean? She doesn't know whether she's angry at him or not. Brady's... Brady's ability to enter and exit the debate at his choosing to shield himself from accountability is the height of white privilege
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> see if you decide that you don't want to talk politics and you happen to be see if you're a, if you talk politics and you're a white person you're oppressing people at that point because you're speaking from a position of privilege so really what you say doesn't really matter I think we can all agree on that because you don't have the lived experience of somebody else you've had it far too good for far too long and I think we can all agree on that on the privilege thing so but then if you know after after you come to this realisation that you're Not really allowed to have a political opinion. Really, you're just there to agree with somebody else. Then you decide, well, fuck it. What's the point of all this? I'm just going to stick to football. (laughs) And then they come out and say, well, not talking about politics, that's also white privilege. (laughs) (laughs) I love these idiots. I really do. They're stark raving mad. Brady's ability to enter and exit the debate at his choosing to shield himself from accountability is the height of white privilege. As this country grapples with the far reaches of systemic racism, look no further than Brady, for whom the expectations and allowances granted will always be different. Whiteness is the benefit of the doubt, says David Leonard, author of Playing While White, Privilege and power on and off the field. Sounds like a hell of a fucking book, if you ask me. (laughs) Playing with white privilege. Maybe we should start putting, like, say, chest weights around the waist of the white players in sports. Have you thought about this? I mean, let's level the playing field. All of these white athletes who dominate sports, like football, basketball, athletics um and formula one now lewis hamilton i mean all of these guys who dominate sports you know obviously they're all beneficiaries of you know white privilege all of these sports that white people dominate so we should start i think attaching like little weights you know like little workout weights to their wrists to their ankles to their knees perhaps put a little bit of a handicap on them like a like a donkey and, you know, slow them down a little bit, make them a little easier to tackle. I think that's only fair because, let's be, let's be honest here, they're only there because they are white. I think we can all agree. Uh, this guy, David Leonard, who wrote this book, Playing With White Privilege, uh, quote, when Tom Brady says, I was just given the hat, or he's just a friend of mine, Or when he skips the White House and says, I had a different engagement, he gets the benefit of the doubt. He gets to be an individual. I mean, there's obviously something wrong with that. He reaps the benefits that we as white Americans reap each day and every day in different contexts. It's been five years since a MAGA hat had prime placement in Brady's locker. And (laughs) this is the the beautiful part about it. Listen to this. It's been five years since a MAGA hat had prime placement in Brady's locker and he replied, I hope so, that would be great, when asked if his old old golfing buddy had uh, what it took to be president. But with Brady playing in his 10th Super Bowl on Sunday, when his Tampa Bay Buccaneers faced the Kansas City Chiefs, the topic was raised anew by Hall of Famer Shannon Sharp. And we're going to get to Shannon in a moment here. Because we've covered Shannon Sharp before on the show. And let me tell you, he is a riot. You're going to love him if you haven't seen him. He's one of my favorite guys to analyze here on the program. The, the perfect melding of sports and political journalism in everything I described before and more. He really is something special. Uh, the topic was raised anew by Hall of Famer Shannon Sharp, who said last week that no black athlete would have gotten the pass Brady has. So again, are they upset that because are, are they upset that he's not supporting Donald Trump openly enough? Because remember, they're angry that he said, I don't really want to talk about politics. I just want to step out of the political stuff. I just want to focus on football. I'm not really into it. And they say, Oh, how white, how cowardly. He's allowed to do that because he has white privilege, right? But if he comes out and says what he thinks, then that's also white privilege. I mean... (laughs) The other thing I love about this is the example that they use, right? This is how dense these journalists are. The example that they use is the MAGA hat that was in his locker. They even write it in the article five years ago. Five fucking years ago. (laughs) Right? And these people have the audacity to go after this guy for being like a closet Trump supporter because that's his white privilege. He feels like he doesn't have to talk about it. You guys are still talking about the one hat that you saw in a locker five fucking years ago. Who sounds crazy here? It's kind of like... Maybe he would like talking about politics but maybe he just doesn't want to do it with you. Right? Right? Because let's be fair here. You've been acting like a crazy person for five years because five years ago he had a hat in his locker. (laughs) That was all that had to happen. Five years later, you're still writing about it. Lamenting the fact that he doesn't want to talk to you about it. Saying, oh, that's white privilege. Are you trying to shame people into talking to you now? (laughs) Because that's how unlikable you are. I mean, what other, what other chance do you have? Him not telling us about his political views, that's the height of white privilege. I, I have no idea why he doesn't want to talk to you about his political views. It's very strange.
3: <laughs>
0: it's kind of like, you know what? Let's see the question this journalist asked because this journalist asked him a question apparently and that's what spawned this article and all of the conversation since. So let's actually hear what the journalist said.
2: Sharp said last week that he thinks that you probably would have gotten more criticism for your um, having the hat in the locker in 2015 for Trump um, had you been a black athlete or
0: or (laughs) Now I want you to look very carefully at Tom Brady's face here She's just told him okay what we're doing here today is I'm going to ask you about the incident that took place five years ago with with a MAGA hat in your locker I'm going to talk about this incident. And this is the face he's making to her. Now, the subheading to this video, have a look at this is this is what we're talking about when we talk about why we don't like the corporate media. Because you people are fucking terrible at this. Look at this. Tom Brady attempts to answer Trump related question at Super Bowl press conference. Like he like he was lost for words because oh, he was lost for words because he's a secret Trump supporter with white privilege. No, no. He was lost for words because it's probably the dumbest fucking question he's ever been asked. (laughs) That's why. I mean, what what if I'm walking down the street, right, and somebody comes up to me and says something like, you know, Mr. Bumper, Mr. Bumper, do you think when we milk the cows it's rape because we're touching the cow on the boob? Do you think we're raping the cows? That's the face I would give. That's the face. Huh? What? <laughs> so this guy, this reporter's asking him about, uh, Mr. Brady, I want to talk about the incident five years ago where you had a MAGA hat in your locker. <laughs> That's the face he's giving. As though you were asking him, are we raping the cows when we touch their little cow boobs? <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> Because it's not because you're stumping him and he's, you know, he does, he's ashamed to talk about his ties to the white nationalist president in this fucking amazing reality, which one can only imagine. I mean, it must look like fucking, it must look like the world of Avatar up there in your brain with little trees lighting up in the middle of the night and little forest nymphs running around, enjoying each other's company, whatever the fuck goes on in there. <laughs> because to get from that to that, I mean, it's quite a stretch. So, so he's asked this ridiculous fucking question about a hat from five years ago.
2: Shannon Sharp said last week that he thinks that you probably would have gotten more criticism for your um, having the hat in the locker in 2015 for Trump um, had you been a black athlete or or basically that black athletes aren't given as much room.
0: Wait, wait. So if a black athlete had a red hat for Trump in his locker, he would have gotten in more trouble? <laughs> I mean, they're openly saying you deserve hostility. They're being nice about it, but that's the subtext to all of this commentary. Oh, Brady got away with it. A black guy wouldn't be able to get away with having a MAGA hat in his locker. What does that say about you, the people who hate the hat? Does that say you're perhaps a little vindictive? A little This is one of the most tremendous self-owns I've ever seen. They have no idea. <laughs> you know, a black athlete couldn't get away with having a red hat in his locker. Why? Is it because you'll tear him apart? <laughs> because you hate that hat so much? You'll go crazy. Is it possible that if you see an athlete with a red hat in their locker, Do you think it's possible that you'll still be talking about it five years later? I bet you never thought it was possible, did you? That's right. Because you're insane. Because you're crazy people. God bless them. And and then they're just self-owning every aspect of this discussion. Well... He had a red hat in his locker five years ago, but now he says he doesn't want to talk about it. I guess that's white privilege for you. Coming up after the break, why athletes shouldn't publicly support Donald Trump because that promotes white privilege. <laughs> right? It's, it's, I told you it's going to turn your brain into custard. I love it.
2: Um, to weigh in on on you know political topics and. Mm. Uh, Topics that could be controversial. And I'm just wondering what your thoughts are in response to that.
1: I'm not sure how to, you know, respond to Don't worry.
0: None of us are. (laughs) I'm not really sure how to respond to that insane question. I kind of want to go and have a lie down. You know,
3: hypothetical
1: questions like that um you know i hope everyone can you know uh, we're in this position like i am to again try to be the best i could be every day as an
0: athlete as a player as a person in my community for my team and so no, forth that's, so no, tom that's not good enough mate you know you might be the greatest quarterback who's ever lived but that doesn't give you a right to not talk about an incident that we noticed five years ago that we still care about <laughs> I mean, that's your white privilege, son. (laughs) Fucking how mental are these people? (laughs) Could you imagine trying to be friends with somebody like this? What an excruciating existence. God, every little slight is horror. Oh, fuck. Do they ever kick back and, you know, just chill? Or is it just always? Is it just constant? Um. Yeah, not
3: sure what else.
0: That's fine. We'll go over to Jim. You you don't have to say anything else, Tom, because it was a fucking insane question. (laughs) (laughs) And then, and then the person has the audacity to write, "Tom Brady attempts to answer question related." (laughs) It's like no, no. It it was an attempt because the question was terrible, because it was laughable. Anyway. What was Shannon Sharp talking about? Let's have a look here. Let's see.
4: been changing my view of Tom. Um, I understood what Tom was for a very, very long time, Skip. He put that head in there for a reason. I'm here to tell you, Skip, that these
0: motherfucking white supremacists, Skip, need to watch their ass, Skip. I'm telling you. They everywhere, Skip. And Skip just sits there and nods. Mmm. yes, yes, you're right. How can... Should I, should I slash my wrist now? Should I? Or... Oh.
4: Should I wait till commercial break? <laughs> Letting you know that I support my friend Donald Trump, and no matter what he says, uh-huh. I support him. Skip, there, uh, uh, Mark McGuire was not trying to hide the fact that he was taking Andrew Steen Dion. Skip, it was right there front and center in his locker. When you pan to it, you saw all the bottles. No, but I thought that was a diversion. That was a diversion. Yeah, but I'm just saying, he was that, taking... That's, that's
1: the light stuff. Yeah, he was that's taking a, that on top of the yeah, other yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah.
4: But that's the hat. Okay. I put the hat there, yeah, I support him, but I support him in another way. Skip, let me ask you a question. And, and, and I know people, uh, I was reading a little bit of the article where they tried to make the, the parallel between Colin Kaepernick and Tom Brady. What? I- <laughs> 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 what, pa- what parallel? What <laughs> <laughs> parallel?
0: What parallel would that thing? I've got a parallel. Between Colin Kaepernick and Tom Brady, okay, they both played football <laughs> at some point. There you go. There's your parallel. That's it. That's all there is. That's the only thing. They both wore. Uh, they both had a football in their hands on the field at various points of their career. You know, what I mean? yeah, pretty close. Hey, that's two out of them. Have you ever been on a football field? Have you ever had a football in your hand at various points in your career? Didn't think so. So, you know, Colin Kaepernick is a lot more like Tom Brady than you are. (laughs) That's your your white privilege kicking in. Thinking that you get to be compared to people just because you're white. Why don't you sit down and stop talking? Let the people of colour have their say for once.
4: Christ. For once. You got a better comparison. Let's just say, for the sake of argument, LeBron James says, my friend, yep. Minister Farrakhan. Mm. So? How would uh, uh, America react? Uh,
0: with, I would imagine, large amounts of apathy. There would definitely be people who would be, you know, like, oh, you can't support Lewis Farrakhan. He's a hate preacher. No, 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 no. And there would be other people who were like, you know, God bless. Thank you, LeBron James, for finally declaring you're so brave and stuff, but I imagine most people just go, eh, I, I don't care. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, most people might may, may even say, who's Lewis Farrakhan? I'm not joking. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, a tremendous amount of people uh, <laughs> a tremendous amount of people thought like, you know, Osama bin Laden was the name of a Pakistani test cricketer. Some thought he was the some thought he was once the president of the United States, Osama bin Laden. Asking people on the street. So I don't think most people would care. But I, I love I love the insinuation that um, you know, black athletes aren't allowed to talk about who they support politically. Yeah, that's true. And uh, when when LeBron James was doing the fucking Hillary Clinton appreciation tour. <laughs> Prior to the 2016 election, I'm sure that was just for the, that was just for the biz. That was just for showbiz, had nothing to do with politics. As you know, Hillary Clinton, very entertaining speaker, didn't even have anything to do with politics. <laughs> what what planet? What planet are these people on? I mean, this should be obvious enough. LeBron James has weighed into political discussion a lot right and he's he can do that if he wants i don't care who gives a fuck but he's he has weighed into political topics and political discussion very often and like i said he was doing the hillary clinton tour the campaign tour doing events and shit with her right and you're comparing that to a guy who again 5 years ago was photographed with a hat in his locker and that's it And after that, came out and said, I don't want to talk about politics, you know. He was just a friend. They sent it to me, you know. I hope, you know, good luck, I guess. But I don't really do politics. And five years later, they're still attacking you about it. And they've got the fucking audacity to say, well, LeBron James couldn't get away with this. (laughs) (laughs) You're fucking insane. (laughs) I love it.
4: I love this so much, man. You see, blacks have always had to be very, very quiet about who our friends are. They made President Obama disavow Reverend Wright. Donald Trump stands front and center with David Duke. A lot of these radical ministers that says things that are controversial.
0: Wow.
2: <laughs>
0: and uh, Joe Biden. Friend of KKK member, Mr. Bird, uh, does does disavow, in fact, Donald Trump standing front and centre with David Duke. I don't remember David Duke on any of the campaign rallies. Okay. In November, you have got to vote for Donald Trump. Now here to speak about the election, welcome to the stage, Dr. David Duke. (sighs) I I don't remember that happening. You know, a lot of people have put a lot of work into this. You know, Mike has been great. Mike, haven't you been great? You were telling me how great everyone's been. Mike Mike was saying everybody's been great, everybody. Uh, uh, Yes, big hand, Dr. David Duke, ladies and gentlemen. Get him up here. Get front and center here with Dr. Duke. That never happened. That never happened. Never. But that doesn't matter. Like like I said this is an this is an alternate reality now that these people are living in. That's a tremendous screenshot too that. Look at that. That's perfect. That sums up 2021 right there. <laughs> it's
2: like
0: <laughs> Can somebody please screen grab that for me? Pretty please. <laughs> I think we should take out the text in the middle and just have the two, and that'd be it. Wonderful. Getting very upset, Shannon, and rightfully so. He's right. He's one hundred percent right. This is white supremacy and white privilege. Bow, Reverend Wright.
4: Yeah. Donald Trump stand front and center with David Duke. A lot of these radical <laughs> ministers that says things that are controversial. He doesn't have to. De- I don't know who they are. All he says, I don't know who they are.
0: And, you know, God love you. If you're one of these people who thinks that now Trump's gone, that everybody's going to move on and they're going to stop talking about him and stuff, man, I I love you, but you are so wrong. Look at how long they'll talk about not even the man Donald Trump. They're still talking about a guy owning a hat five years from now. So if they're going to talk about a hat for five years, a hat in somebody's locker in a locker room, not on his head, he's not wearing it. just there it's there in the in the shot so if they're going to talk about a hat for five years then they're never going to stop talking about Trump he defines them now that's the thing all of the people who have made careers like going way over the top like frothing with rage about Donald Trump and white supremacy and the Nazis are back and stuff all of the people who have made careers on that are now that they are they're, they're chained to him his future is their future. Do you see? So they can't they're never going to let it go. They're never going to stop talking about it. They're never going to they're never going to give up. They have to now. They are a leech on his back and if the host dies then so do they. So they need to they need to suck him dry but keep him just alive enough to keep, to let the milking continue. And if too many people start milking his blood from the boils on his back, then eventually the whole system dies.
4: LeBron James can never say, a prominent black athlete can never say, Minister Farrakhan is just my friend.
0: <laughs> and like I said, the the way politics is melting into sports coverage now, and has been for some time, let's be honest here, but now it's just overt. Like this could be a political discussion show, what they're doing here. But the upside of that is you do get these beautiful things of, you know, people who have spent their entire lives, you know, getting beaten up around the head on a football field. You know, credit to you if you can do it. It's not for everybody. I understand that. But these are the people now offering, you know, descriptions of rather complex socioeconomic, you know, imbalances in society. It's it's rather, it's rather fun. So, again... I, this is one of the best cell phones I've ever seen. So we're comparing, right? <laughs> because Tom Brady was asked about this and he's like, I can't answer that kind of a hypothetical. But again, the beautiful, the, the dripping irony of this is Shannon Sharpie is saying that LeBron James is the victim of an imbalance here. That he can't come out and say he loves Louis Farrakhan. But they are comparing that because this is his argument for white privilege. Yet they're comparing it to being angry at a white guy for five years because he had a hat in his locker. He didn't say, I love Hitler or anything. He didn't say, I think we should wipe out a certain race of people who didn't do anything like that. He just had a hat in his locker. (laughs) But LeBron James can't say that he loves Louis Farrakhan.
4: (laughs) I mean, do you see how unfair this is? (laughs) They try to cancel anybody with the just mere mention of Mr. Farrakhan's name. Right, because we like Tom Brady. Although, just a quick point of order: after all LeBron has done for for this country, what? Let him say it. Well, if anyone could get away with saying that, he could. But he, go ahead. He go get ahead. away with that. One.
0: So, so, Skip openly admitting that LeBron James talks constantly about political and social issues, <laughs> <laughs> while the guy on the, yet he's agreeing because he's so gutless. He's agreeing with Shannon Sharp on the other side of the desk who just said the exact opposite, that he can't get away with talking about politics. He can't because he's black. And Skip's like, well, I agree with you. Um, You know, and let's not forget here, LeBron has done so much speaking about social justice and (laughs) it's just... You know, you can say that logic doesn't matter, and I agree with you, but we're fu- we're beyond logic not mattering anymore. We're, we're beyond logic not being applied anymore. It's like it never existed. That's how far down that road we are. Like, people are just contradicting themselves from one sentence to the next, agreeing with each other and disagreeing with each other all at the same time. It's just all empty words. It's just words and no meanings. And, you know, this is the... This is the discussion we live in and this is the the discussion that people want to continue the other kind of discussion which you know makes points that's to be shunned we have to do away with that that's offensive that's racist i love some of these so as you as you can well imagine because tom brady is a five-year hat concealing criminal of the white supremacist kind we, we now have a, a number of blue check marks who are really just better people than you. If you're new to Twitter, the blue check marks are like royalty. They can do what they want. You know you're out you're a peasant out in the field, ripping crops out of the ground and they're kind of strutting around the palace courtyard, clucking with each other. Oh did you see this? Oh my goodness oh, oh, oh. that's kind of the level that the blue check marks are on. if you're new to Twitter so here's one of them watching the Super Bowl and seeing so many people in one place is making my heart race this feels unsafe <laughs> and I have to give a shout out to our friend Chris on Twitter who alerted me to a couple of these examples that we have here because he's been on the lookout he's been watching very carefully the discussion about Tom Brady and his, o- his obvious white privilege which we agree with so listen to this, and I guess I'm rooting for the team with the racist name over the team with the Trump loving quarterback in a sport that still hasn't apologized to Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just so uh, it's it's just overwhelming, isn't it? The, the scent of the scent of injustice must that's what the world must smell like to these people. Just existence itself is cruel and unfair and unjust and oppressive and it's a term it's an internal turmoil and it just tears our guts up every day just thinking about it. What a what a fucking life man. Here's another one. There is an enormous amount of racial undertones to this entire conversation about Brady being the best athlete of all time. <laughs> You see, anyone who would suggest... (laughs) Isn't it obvious? Anyone who would suggest that Tom Brady is the best of all time, I mean, obviously, they're
2: racists.
0: (laughs) And and now, white Donald Trumps, white Republican athletes and actors, now they have the audacity to say that they don't want to talk about politics. I mean... If you have a friend, let's say you have a friend who's really into fucking stamp collecting, okay? Stamp collecting is their thing. They live for it. They breathe for it. They die for it if you gave them the chance, right? Now, your friend is, you know, is tolerable. (laughs) You'll put up with your friend. But when they start talking about stamp collecting, it's the thing they can just go on and on and on and on about. And it doesn't matter what you say. You know, you could be looking at their stamp collection that they're showing you for the hundredth time and you'll just innocently point to one and go, oh, that picture looks nice. And then they they shoot you an angry look, you know. How can you say that that picture looks nice? Do you know that that's a ripoff? The original artist died in 1934 and then this particular stamp company took over the rights and then so they didn't have to pay any royalties to the family of the dead artist, they hired an artist to change it just enough so they could create their own and then they mass produced it and put it everywhere and you'd just be going, oh, okay, stop, stop, fuck, stop. Man, okay, I don't wanna talk about stamp collecting all day again. Now, imagine if that stamp collector turned back around to you and said, oh, this is white privilege. Only a person with white privilege would stand there and tell me that they don't want to talk about stamp collecting. See, these people talk about race and injustice and oppression and apply it to everything. They're angry about a hat sitting in a locker for five fucking years. And then when you say to them you don't want to talk about it to them because they will be like the crazy stamp collector... They then accuse you of being a racist. (laughs) Minister of Fun, Kimmy with a diamond. Objective analysis of proven skill equals racist. Yes. Yes. There is an enormous amount of racial undertones to this entire convo about Brady being the best athlete of all time in a way that willfully ignores black athletes past and present, as well as the ongoing systemic discrimination against black athletes in the quarterback position. And uh, somebody replied. Somebody replied to that with this tweet, um, and wrote, "quote unquote systemic racism." Colin Kaepernick's stats for the last two years of his career: twenty-one games, ranked twenty-sixth in the NFL. Win-loss record: three and sixteen. Ouch. Ouch. So he only won three of his last nineteen games in the last two years, which put him thirty-fourth in the NFL. Uh, completed pass percentage. which put him 32nd in the NFL. And total QBR, I guess that's quarterback ranking or something? 52, which put him 31st in the NFL. That's your systemic racism. (laughs) (laughs) There are some tremendous tweets here. Uh... Tom Brady Sr. wants his son to wear a mask more often. (laughs) Because, look, we've established that he's probably not a very nice guy. He's a closeted Trump supporter, which means he's just a white supremacist who's using his white privilege to avoid talking about how much of a Nazi he is. (laughs) That's what's happening here. But not only that, I mean, he's culpable in the whole COVID-19 thing as well. I mean, will this guy ever stop? Will he ever learn? Tom Brady Sr. wants his son to wear a mask more often. It's funny that no matter how successful and famous someone may become, he'll still be his father's son, always and forever. And in the case of Tom Brady, six-time Super Bowl champion, ageless world-famous quarterback, that's very much the case. Brady Sr. made sure that was known prior to his son's 10th Super Bowl appearance. In an interview with NFL Network's Andrea Cremer about his and his wife's battles with COVID-19 this past summer, Brady Sr. was asked if he's spoken to his son about wearing a mask more often. The tone of the elder Brady made it clear that he's been rather vocal about this request. The tone. <laughs> <laughs> look Because, I mean, he's not a very nice guy. He's not a very nice guy. He did have a red hat in his locker at some point. So we need to now spend the immediate future just tearing him down as quickly as possible.
1: Your son isn't seen very often wearing a mask. Do you talk with him about it?
0: (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You know
1: what? He's 43 years of age. We keep harping on it.
0: The, the way that the host is talking to them and everything, it's like they're being coached in a terrorist abduction video. And, you know, your son, have you spoken about the mask? She's saying slowly as she's nodding, right? And when he's like, yes, we are talking about it all the time. And it cuts back to her just slowly nodding her eyes, wise, you know, big as fucking dinner plates, just staring at him, not blinking. Because this is important stuff. We need to know this. We need to know how awful this man is.
1: Do you talk with him about it?
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Yes. You know what? He's 43 years of age. We keep harping on it. Frankly, he thinks his uh, body with... He he, he probably takes 45 pills a day. Yeah. So far, God willing,
0: he's still healthy. 45 pills a day? Sounds unstoppable. Gypsy of diamonds with the diamond. Uh, Vetter just steals a diamond, Gypsy. I bet she has bold frame glasses somewhere. Yes, when she reads late at night. Absolutely. Garen, damn tea it. Uh, I'm missing a couple of tweets here. Hang on. I don't know why. Okay. Let me get that off the screen. Because I thought we should have a little look at this. Because a lot of people were talking about the halftime show, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, Dan Rather, probably with the hottest take I've seen of the halftime show, since we're talking about coronavirus and not wearing a mask, listen to this. Dan Rather, is it responsible having commercials showing people gathering in large groups without masks? (laughs) 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 I also like this because it's very, very sneaky. Ducks uh, region is forty five pills. Did you catch that slide? Ah, oh, you're thinking that was a reference to forty five, the president. Ah, it could be. Very fucking, very perceptive. If tr- big, if true. Very good pickup. <laughs> Minister of fun, Kimmy with a diamond. This just in: Tom Brady is a dirty little pill popper. Yes. So we can add Pill Popper to the the list. White Supremacist is on there. You know, him thinking that he doesn't have to talk about politics, that's white privilege. That's racism. I do like the very insidious, very deceptive little twist here that Dan Rather is doing. Because, see, listen listen to the question structure again. Is it responsible having commercials showing people gathering in large groups without masks. Now, if I was asking that question honestly, I wouldn't start from that position, right? You wouldn't. You, could, you would say, "Is it irresponsible having commercials showing people gathering in large groups?" Because that's what they were doing, right? And then that means that it puts the onus on the other person to say why it's not irresponsible. No, of course it's not irresponsible. It's a commercial break. Blah 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 blah. But he doesn't. He doesn't structure it like that. Instead, he does the opposite. Is it responsible having commercials? Because then uh, it forces the other person who isn't insane to find reasons why what they're sh- what they're seeing is responsible, right? You're being forced to defend it. Instead of him asking whether or not it's irresponsible, he asks, it's responsible. So then you're like, oh, yeah, of course it's responsible. See, so, yeah, it completely changes the tone of the conversation because then they can just hammer you. Because no matter what you say, right no matter what you say they can say that it's irresponsible not to wear a mask that's all they, so they win the argument before they've even started because of the way the question is written it's very it's very good it's very deceptive that's why dan rather and people like him can be scumbags for 50 years and get celebrated celebrated at the end of it that's how good they are There's some fantastic replies to this. I have to show you some of these. Here's one, for example. Yes, up in Canada, nearly every commercial that airs on Canadian TV channels have people socially distanced and wearing masks. Strange, US doesn't do the same, but our ads are also more inclusive, while the US majority white, so I guess I'm not surprised. Canadians talking trash. <laughs> you're not even that woke, America. NFL, you're you're not even that woke, man. The NFL are basically they're basically science deniers to the Canadians.
2: <laughs>
0: Listen to this, I love this one. This is probably my favorite. What about the crowd and number of people at the game? To say nothing of the systemic racism of the NFL. This is on this is on Super Bowl day. This is after Tom Brady wins his seventh Super Bowl. (laughs) This is the response. This is why it was so much more worth it, Tom Brady winning. Because this was always going to be amazing. What about the crowd and number of people at the game? To say nothing of the systemic racism of the NFL and not apologising directly to Kaepernick, they should make a formal apology and make him a huge payment Or set up a a huge fund for his use to educate. (laughs) They should set up a... The NFL should start a Colin Kaepernick education trust fund. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Again, we're talking about commercials in the Super Bowl where people weren't wearing masks. And that's what somebody will jump to. And again... If you jump to that, like we need a trust fund to teach about what the racism that Colin Kaepernick had, it's like, hang on, slow down. This is why we don't want to talk politics with you. We'll talk politics with the sane people, but not the insane people. Because if you can just jump to that in one paragraph without taking a breath, how can we even have a discussion? At which point they'll say to you, the only reason you're not talking about it is because you're white. (laughs) and you think you have privilege, therefore you don't have to. You don't have to, you don't have to defend yourself against my accusations of being a fascist because you have white privilege. (laughs) These fucking idiots. Aren't they adorable? We need more commercials showing mask usage and proper mask wearing. Cues could be used like hand washing, sanitizing at appropriate moments. They really just do want to treat society like children. I mean this guy this guy wants a you know something in the stadium something on the screen to remind you okay now is it get uh, now is a good time to get up and do some hand sanitizing off you go <laughs> come back we'll be waiting for you little one More contemporary TV shows movies should also reflect the times this guy wants movie stars wearing covid masks on the movie <laughs> <laughs> Wants everybody in a mask. Television hosts, movie stars. (laughs) (laughs) Because only then, only when we have pure total saturation, just telling everybody all the time how to wear a mask, only then will people stop being sick of it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for keeping me safe. The whole thing is irresponsible. 25,000 people in the stands, star quarterback walking in with no mask, and Florida has the rapidly spreading, uh, spreading variant, Americans value sports over lives. Now, this guy's got the right idea. I'm 100% pro-mask and social distancing, but this is the kind of tweet that makes people hate our side. Please, Dan, give it a rest. I would say he's got the right idea, but he's ultimately wrong because it makes me love you more. Because I can burn. We're, we're, We're 65 minutes into this show tonight, and I've just been laughing about it. So don't ever change. I don't want you to change. Someone wrote this in reply to Dan Rather. Hate to break it to you, champ, but commercials are make-believe, kind of like your journalism. (laughs) And then this got a reply instantly by an angry Dan Rather defender who said, wow, disrespectful. I imagine you'll have an unforgettable career and be admired by most of the world. Oh, excluding you. They're so bad at... (laughs) These people, like, because they're so humorless... Because they're just wallowing in their own, it's either guilt or victimhood or this, like I said, this never-ending torrent of injustice and oppression and exclusion and just constantly mulling it over and it's it's shaping you as a person. It's defining you and it's and it's it's it has an effect on how you interact with other people in the world around you. Just constantly involved in this, in the churn of that going from you know, meandering from one outrage to the next like a, a herd the in bell the walking and dead. Get your you know, cheese, know. man. Just this never-ending cycle of it. But because of this, they're so bad at banter. They're so terrible at like takedowns, you know so bad at clapbacks that's why they have to promote them you know completely lie about them and they'll say oh yeah exactly sick burn oh sick burn on twitter somebody chopped out donald trump with a sick burn and it'll be something like that i imagine you'll have an unforgettable career and be admired by most of the world oh excluding you (laughs) I can't believe the stadium is packed with people. All the coaches and crew on the sidelines, no masks. My heart breaks for the hospital staff in their city. (laughs) (laughs) And Brady couldn't be bothered to wear a mask as he arrived at the stadium, nor Joel Glazer at the postgame. They should be setting good examples. Instead, they are sending a dangerous message. So very disappointing. A dangerous message. Casually, casually walking into a stadium as you're about to play in the biggest game in the year. Like one of the biggest, I think it is the biggest television event in the world, right? You're about to be in it. And these, again, these soulless, fucking joyless... People are just relentless in their misery spreading. He didn't walk in. He wasn't wearing a mask when he woke in. Oh, this is setting a dangerous example. This is so disappointing.
2: Ah.
1: (laughs) Ah.
0: Fantastic stuff. Speaking of, speaking of which. In Tampa, Super Bowl celebrations bring super spreader concerns. Oh good, another one. At least one police officer appeared to have been knocked to the ground as fans are seen shoving one another in a video. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, they didn't even destroy anything. Fucking pansies. <laughs> You call that a riot? Come on. The streets of Tampa, Florida, teemed with boozy revelers into the wee hours of Monday. Many of them ignoring pleas from medical experts to socially distance and wear masks.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just... Don't you remember all of the people, all of the health ex- experts urging... Uh, the rioters last year, you know, the ones that were throwing Molotov cocktails at police stations and looting whole, whole areas of cities, right? Burning whole areas of cities, chasing police with weapons and whatnot. Do you remember all of the experts urging said people to please, can you just wear a mask when you're stealing those Nikes? Can you please, please, pretty please just socially distance while you're attacking the CNN building? Can you please do that for us? Do you remember all of those accounts? I remember all of those accounts. Zero. (laughs) Now here we are. Do you remember, they even brought out, remember they trotted out like all of these little studies and shit? So they brought out these studies and said, well actually uh, the rallies, the protests, the mostly peaceful, violent protests Uh, They didn't cause... Actually, COVID numbers went down because of those. Yeah. (laughs) That didn't cause any more COVID cases. I swear, we have the evidence. Don't you trust the science? Trust the science. But now... Oh, no, no, times have changed. Now we've got some super-spreading variants out there. Settle down, Tampa. No fun for you. (laughs) In one of the more bizarre episodes, a man in a red t-shirt and shorts climbed a small tree in the city's South Howard district known as Soho and rocked back and forth as hundreds of people egged him on, video captured by Juan Carlos Chavez, a reporter for the Tampa Bay Times showed. The man later appeared to be taken into custody by the police after people in the crowd started shoving one another. At least one police officer appeared to get knocked to the ground. Oh my goodness. Listen to these insane, violent protesters. It was not immediately clear how many people were arrested after the game, which ended just after 10pm local time, or whether police issued any citations for violations, yada yada. The Tampa Police Department did not immediately respond. But there you have it. Too many people out, ladies and gentlemen, not wearing masks. Uh, masks. These are the important issues. And I'm so glad that somebody is covering them. Let's have a look
3: here. I want to ask you, because quite frankly, the concern is the players. You know, I mean, 70% of the league is black. And this is a disease that disproportionately impacts African-Americans. Are the players...
0: (laughs) Hang on. Surely not. I must must have misheard that. I, I had to have misheard that. No way.
3: And I want to ask you, because quite frankly, the concern is the players. You know, I mean, 70% of the league is black, and this is a disease that disproportionately impacts African-Americans. Are the players Ooh. safe? I mean, we saw that- <laughs>
0: <laughs> Are the players safe? <laughs> oh, oh, honey, oh, honey. Oh, honey. This, this could be the dumbest take I've ever heard. Because at least when other people talk about coronavirus being more prominent in the African-American community, right, what they're referring to is, like, say, the difference in access to healthcare and shit like that, right? The lower socioeconomic standing of various groups in society, their uh, inability to get... Welfare, uh, what well, welfare? No, healthcare. <laughs> healthcare at the same rates as uh, other groups. Take it out, right? That's what they're referring to. But this lovely young lady, and I'm sure she's very lovely, she actually thinks it's because of their skin color. Because she thinks <laughs> she has to think it's because of their skin color. Because she thinks you know the very well-paid NFL professional players who have access to, like, the best doctors in the business. All of the best doctors. She thinks they're at risk of, of catching COVID-19 because they are black.
2: <laughs>
0: wow. So the, the virus is racist? Well, that's good news, I guess. Because now it means that people aren't racist. No mother nature is is that better or worse i don't know you tell me um with that ladies and gentlemen I'm gonna take a quick five minute break here on the daily books when we return so much more to get through thank you for joining us it's monday night stick around
3: I I hope your next hat is a bullet. Jesus <laughs> Christ! What are you fucking Asian dick crazy? What are you, doing with you.
0: Why do you, you have to ruin my evening? Like I was just gonna just listen, you know, listen to my bud do their show, and you, you gotta, you just gotta
3: do this. Without the hat, <laughs> so you're not enjoying it? No! No. <laughs>
0: Dude, Asian, oh, come Dick well, Tracy. I secretly enjoy it. You look no. like you're going undercover in in Argentina. But it's now working. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you.
3: I hate oh I hate come on, you secretly <laughs> love it. No, no, I openly hate it. <laughs>
4: As you can tell, I, I seem to have a problem with commitment to one type of platform. I, I think doctors refer to that as uh, ADD.
1: Uh, but anyways, if you want to follow any of those shows, you want to catch me live every single day of the week, you can follow me at real Person Politics. That's real person P L T C S. Aloha. I wish I could. I know there ain't no rest for the wicked Until we close our for good.
4: Good self, Neil over at DLive for the Great Awakening show. That's over on DLive at DLive.tv Neil, Get yourself out of that matrix and get over to the Great Awakening.
3: This Justin! The global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have
1: now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious
2: anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported
1: all right this world can get you down there's just one thing you can do you gotta get back up and shake your all around no one's gonna tell me how i'm gonna boogie it come on everybody boogie bubba tonight no one's gonna tell me how i'm gonna boogie it come on everybody boogie tonight.
0: No one's going to tell me how to boogie Come on, everybody, boogie Coming back Second half of the show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for joining us Monday night edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast, the post-Super Bowl breakdown Where we are talking about just how awful Tom Brady really is <laughs> You know, some like to talk about his football as if that matters. The real issue is he had a red hat in his locker five years ago. That's the thing thing that we care about here in sports journalism now. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. So much more to get through and so little time. In fact, since we were on the topic, I just want to play this because we, before the break, we covered Shannon Sharp, ladies and gentlemen. And Shannon basically made the argument that a black guy couldn't get away with what Tom Brady got away with because black athletes aren't allowed to speak their mind when it comes to politics and whatnot. Not like white athletes are. White athletes are allowed to say whatever they want.
2: Ring the bell and get your cheese, man.
0: Ah, Thank you for the gifted sub. Winning TV. So white athletes are allowed to say whatever they want. They're allowed to even, you know, believe it or not. You know, and this is going to be confronting for people who live in a in a white privilege bubble of their own, but they're even allowed to get away with having a red hat in their locker five years ago and then saying they don't want to talk about politics. Can you believe the white privilege of these people? So black people aren't really allowed to make political statements, according to Shannon Sharp. This was Shannon Sharp on January 8th of this year. So we're talking literally a month ago, one month ago when what we like to call the siege of Capitol Hill took place, um, a couple of NBA teams started doing, you know, these little demonstrations, walking off the court and whatnot, didn't want to play the games that day. spoke about, you know, they wanted to sit out. They had little linking arms and such and such, you know, the usual, because obviously um, athletes of color are not allowed to express themselves politically. I was actually just thinking during the commercial break too, We were so. I mean, another, the obvious example, so they want Tom Brady to be open about, you know, obviously his support of the white supremacist Donald Trump, whilst at the same time, not openly supporting him because that would empower white supremacists. Right. So not only is that going on, but they're angry about a red hat in his locker five years ago. The argument is a black player couldn't make that same, a black player wouldn't be allowed to make that kind of a political statement. And then I remember Colin Kaepernick doing a press conference with Che Guevara on his shirt. <laughs> I mean, and you know, I have friends who are like, no, no, that's all completely normal. Yes, the NFL is racist. Yes, Tom, Tom Brady is white privilege. Yes, Colin Kaepernick was a victim of racism, right? that he can't do things and Tom Brady can because of his privilege. But that's the example is right there in front of you because they're demanding that Colin Kaepernick get uh, an apology from the NFL. He deserves an apology, a formal apology. And, you know, one particular user said the NFL should set up a trust fund in his honour to help educate people about the racism that Colin experienced. You sure it was Che Guevara? Yeah it was, wasn't it? It was a Che Guevara shirt. Pretty sure. Yeah, the little pigs on the on the football socks, right? Yeah. <laughs> so oh yeah, clearly he was allowed to do it.
1: As the country monitored the disturbing events happening in our nation's capital Celtics, head coach Brad Stevens admitted he wasn't sure what would happen to their matchup against the Heat. And after the game, Stevens said, quote, to be honest, for 30 minutes I didn't think we were playing. Then coaches left the room and players talked and chose to play. While Clippers players, Paul George and Mark Marcus- I
0: just look, I I like sports, you know, I'm not gonna lie and pretend I don't. I'm nowhere near as into sports as I was, like, say 10 years ago nowhere near i could have talked about any sport just i was you know watching that much sport and paying attention to stats and stuff that much i could tell you the stats of any game you know but nowadays i just i don't have time or anything i still watch australian football and that's it that's the only thing i'll watch and that's like a release on the weekend watch one or two games on the weekend like ah all right get out of your system you know everybody needs to switch off from time to time But I always find all of this kind of stuff just fucking cringe in the extreme. I don't care. Because I'm someone that is literally just there to watch the game, you know. I I don't want to know about anything else. I don't care about anything else. I understand that they're going to do it. Um, That's when i usually walk outside and have a cigarette or something. Because I don't care. I don't care about the halftime show. You, it could be Elvis could be resurrected from the dead and be singing Jailhouse Rock as a zombie reanimation of his former self, the fat Elvis too, and I'd still be like, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> Mob Tech AFL is the mega gate. Yeah, I know they do a lot of the work shit too, but again, I don't care. Like I'm just I'm just watching the game. So I can switch off all the other stuff because let's be honest here, that's what I do the entire rest of the time is look for the cringe shit to show you on the show. I can't can't do it all the time. I have to step away. (laughs) So all of this stuff, like the NBA players and coaches display moments of unity in response to unrest at Capitol Hill. Remember, um, athletes of a certain demographic are not allowed to do anything politically, ladies and gentlemen. We just heard that before the break. They're not allowed to show any kind of political support or make any kind of political statements <laughs> I mean the league literally fucking endorses it <laughs> it's just like I said, it's just a, a. it's just a complete unreality a lot of words with no meaning and they don't mean what they say and what's happening around them directly contradicts what they say and they don't care, they don't care we just march on All right. Um, Okay, tell you what. There's a couple of things we can do here. Let's do a multiple choice, shall we? I'll let you decide. What do you want to cover? Now, we have... All right. Option number one, since we're on basketball, option number one is a courtside Karen getting into an altercation with LeBron James during a game. That's option number one. Or option number two is an update on the human Kendall do you remember we covered the human Kendall maybe I don't know a year ago six months ago Guy's had a lot of plastic surgery and he was very proud of the fact that he'd spent like fifty thousand dollars to become basically a human recreation of a Kendall So that's option number two so it's up to you which which route you want to go down they both have their positives and negatives I'll let you decide. Hidden Hand podcast Can you show Ron Artest Beating the shit Out of some fans No everybody's Already seen that Many times (laughs) (laughs) By the way I'm a Rockets fan So as far as I'm concerned Ron Artest Can beat the shit Out of anyone He wants (laughs) (laughs) Fuck them They shouldn't Have been Mouthing off Out there They had it Coming Go get them Ron Now get those Fucking rebounds That's a boy All right, I think the ones have it, so let's have a look here. The courtside Karen, ladies and gentlemen. This story has some layers. The ones have it, the Karens win it. Let's have a look here. This story, so many layers to this, this is amazing. Let's have a look. She's being called courtside Karen after getting into a heated
1: courtside exchange with oh my LeBron on James. Now,
0: you can... You can. <laughs> There's, there's, like I said, there's a lot of angles that we can come at this. Pardon the puns. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you can already tell. I can, I'm already seeing things here, okay? Now, I see the mesh top over, like, the black sparkly dress and the fur coat instantly. Uh, the injected lips and the fake eyelashes and the fake blonde hair because you can see the roots. Now, I know it's... Some people suggest it's wrong to profile... Some people suggest it's wrong to stereotype. I'm, I'm more of the opinion that these things, these stereotypes and profiles, whilst <clears throat> can be offensive to those who don't fit within the mould, which is completely understandable. Uh, however, exceptions to, fr- to trends don't invalidate trends. And so I'm not somebody who thinks that like all stereotypes are wrong. I think that's a ridiculous argument. I think that stereotypes exist because those traits um, exist in some way shape or form and therefore it's become a stereotype like they're not just invented out of thin air you know what I mean so again whilst it can be offensive to people who don't conform to said stereotypes they're stereo I mean they're obviously stereotypes for a reason like rightly or wrongly whether we like them or otherwise they're there you know what I mean you can't just wish them away and they weren't just wished into existence. <laughs> It's not, not the way language works, for Christ's sake. So, I'm already, I'm, and again, remember, it's a Lakers game. She's front row at the Lakers. I think it's a Lakers game. Is it a Lakers game? I don't know. Or is it someone else? Anyway, I suspect she's an LA girl and it's front row at the Lakers. Fur coat, black sparkly dress with the mesh, you know, slung over the top. Uh, the weird little cravat scarf thing. It kind of looks like, because of the, the writing on the backboard there, look at the Y in Infinity, and it kind of looks like she's holding a cigarette, which is perfect. Have a look at this. <laughs> you see here, we're just next to the Kia in the middle of the backboard stand there, <laughs> it looks like she's holding a cigarette. Fantastic. <sighs> ah. <laughs> So I'm starting to get an idea of what we're dealing with here, okay? Already, and we're six seconds into this clip. See, people, people like to say that stereotypes are always wrong. Hey, we got all of that out of six seconds of footage, so fuck you. You don't know what you're talking about. Stereotypes rule. <laughs> stereotypes are very good for figuring out a person without having to speak to them or getting to know them. Very convenient. Braun James. This lady.
1: Wow. The refs even had to stop the game between the Lakers and the Hawks in Atlanta. Oh, so so it's worse.
0: She's Atlanta rich. (laughs) She's front row. She's front row at an Atlanta Hawks game. (laughs) She must have won tickets at the chocolate wheel at the casino. (laughs) Oh, look, honey. Front row at the Hawks. Oh. Oh. I guess we're going to be out there all night. We're going to be out there all night. I'm going to miss Heroes. I'm going to miss the replay of Prison Break now. This is no good. <laughs> she got all dolled up for a Hawks game. Ball Great dubbed her Courtside Karen.
1: There it is. And the name has really...
0: So uh, She looks, I think, fairly obviously pneumatically breasted. Um, you know, doing the posing, the Instagram posing, the flicking the hair. I mean... <laughs> Uh, are are we of any? Are we in any doubts here, ladies and gentlemen? What we're dealing with here? Do we have any doubts at all? Do you think she's just going to break out and be just like be a rocket scientist or something? <laughs> very natural, Foggy, in the chat. Very observant, Foggy. Dubbed
1: her courtside Karen, oh, okay. and the name has really taken off on social
0: media. <laughs> name, I bet she hates that. She must hate getting all of this attention on her Instagram account. (laughs) You know, I just really hope that, I just really wish that people would stop attacking me on my Instagram account at Courtside Karen. I made a new one just for now because I'm getting so much attention now. I want to direct them to the appropriate thing where I can sell my lingerie products. I bet she's she's hating this, hating the attention. Got
3: kicked out of the game for talking.
1: The her
0: real name is Juliana Carlos
1: Okay. She and her husband and two others Got the boot Before the game she posted video Showing her posing <laughs> courtside Wearing a mask <laughs> Front row with the Hawks
2: Ha <laughs> <Woo. laughs>
0: Don't talk to my husband like that Oh, Oh, how embarrassing (laughs) So what makes this, again, like I said, there's fucking layers to this, man Because now the husband is brought into the equation And this is so fucking embarrassing for him Like, I feel it, man That's, oh, that's so bad So, I don't know. Was he, he must have been trash talking LeBron, and LeBron James has said something back. And she's like jumped out of her chair (laughs) and and is now defending her husband's honor, who I can imagine must have just been sitting there sheepishly, wishing he could crawl up his own asshole and die. She's now defending, you know, looking up to the six foot seven fucking or six foot eight or whatever he is, LeBron James. She's this fucking tiny little Instagram (laughs) thought. (laughs) <laughs> Looking up, pointing at his face. Don't you say that about my husband? <laughs> oh, fuck man. I would I would want to put a gun in my mouth if I was sitting there and I was that guy. If I was that dude at that game at that moment. Oh no. Crush my head in a vice. I'm done. Fuck. <laughs> Fucking embarrassing. And you'd have to you'd be forced to sit there and go, honey, it's fine, it's okay. You know, LeBron James flashes you that look like control your woman. <laughs> <laughs> Control your woman, motherfucker. You better better sit that skank ass down.
1: <laughs> Fucking embarrassing. Verbal altercation with LeBron. Look at her. Came down. You can hear a security guard talk to her. Yeah. Put your mask on. Your mask on. Once she got this, she was.
0: I love it. Everything about this is perfect. So they're upset. They're, they're upset at her for not having her mask on while this is happening.
2: <laughs> That's
0: what it Like I imagine a world. Imagine a world where you can be sitting courtside at the NBA. And you know, you could stand up and say, you know, say something to like one of the players like, you know, I fucked your mother, you stupid. I fucked your mother, you pathetic piece of trailer park shit. You know, something just say something really offensive to them. And you know, there's a big there's a big controversy in the media because you weren't wearing a mask while you're doing it. <laughs> Maskless man spotted at NBA game. And <laughs> you know, you're you're screaming, I hope your sister gets AIDS and dies. Fuck you. you know, like we we photographed this man not wearing a mask at the front row of the game. And that's all we got for you. That's the only thing that matters. Apparently, he was also in some kind of altercation. But I mean, look—he's not even wearing a mask.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> God, I can't. God, I can't wait until they start forcing people to wear three or four or five of them to go to a game. I really can't. Still live it. Listen, let me tell
2: you. LeBron James looked at my husband during the game. And this, passed- uh,
0: yes, I want to. Now, I'm no fan of LeBron James, right? But again, like I guess that's it's the same as the anti Brady people. Um, but you know, I'm no fan of LeBron James, but I have to, I acknowledge that he's like obviously the best player in the game and has been for a while. You know, it's undisputed. But not the best player ever. I still think the best player ever is Hakeem Olajuwon. And fuck, piss on all who disagree. Um, but I have to admit he's the best. Yeah. This incident brings into light. Just play this again from the Karen.
1: Once she got kicked out, she was still livid.
2: Listen, let me tell you. LeBron James looked at my husband.
0: I want to see LeBron James's big crime here. What did he say? It must have been bad. <laughs> right? What did he do? We need to expose this evil.
2: During the game and custom L and I stood up and I go, don't... Talk to my husband.
0: Talk to my husband one more time and I will fuck you up. Talk to my husband one more time and I will fuck you up. So who is she?
2: Hello everyone, welcome back to my channel.
1: She does online makeup
0: tutorials. (laughs) You know... You know, stereotypes are always wrong. (laughs) How dare you come up with these stereotypes? Who invents these stereotypes? Wow, I didn't see this coming. She does makeup videos on on Instagram and TikTok. What? (gasps) Wow. And now she got on the news. What are the odds? <laughs>
1: wow.
2: I hope you enjoyed it.
1: And she sure likes luxury items. Her Louis Vuitton so Python pocketbook cost ten thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wow, huh? Front row, front row tickets at the Hawks games, right? Husband, I suspect husband is making enough money. Um, they've got that terrible like corporate art on the wall. Oh, that that's the kind of art you would find in the you know, the area manager for a bank branch. That's the kind of shit you would see hanging in his office, you know? <laughs> the feature walls. So, Hubby's obviously doing, you know, well for himself. He's making it, he's covering the spread. You know what I mean? $10,000 Louis Vuitton unboxings. She, so, she's very relatable. She said the only TV she
1: watches is The Real Housewives.
0: And- <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. Isn't isn't she grand? <laughs> Don't you dare speak to my husband. I will fuck you up. She's you know why? Cuz she's Jenny from the block. She's from the streets. She's from the streets this one. She's not going to let anybody intimidate her. She's an empowered woman. She's an empowered woman who does makeup videos on Instagram. Jim Enwood, I like her. (laughs) I think she's nice.
1: After the game, LeBron did not think ejection from the arena was necessary. So they kicked her out. It
4: was a back and forth between two grown men. You know, we said our piece, he said his piece, I said my piece. And then when someone else jumped into it and and, and said...
0: Now, again, like I said, I'm no fan of LeBron James, no fan whatsoever, but this is the look of a man, this, remember what we were talking about before, how embarrassing for the husband because she jumped up, jumped to her feet and said, like, stop talking shit to my husband, you know, that's the look that the other man will give you when she does that. That's why it's embarrassing, ladies. If a man gets into an argument with another man, your job is to stand back and hope for the best. You're there to give moral support at that time. You're not you you're not there to like jump in the middle of it. Don't ever ever do that. Because if you do, then the man that your husband is arguing with or your boyfriend or whatever, you know, the other party in this argument is going to give this look to your husband. It's going to be like, you know, Control your woman. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you. Oh, it's awful for this dude. And then LeBron, you know, speaking about it. No, we were having a back and forth as two grown men. And then, (laughs) and then it got really weird. Yes, exactly. Frozen Asian. This is the face of a man pitying another man. (laughs) Correct. Correct. Even mid-fight you know because guys can if girls fight and it's you know it's it's vicious enough it's nasty enough they will um, try to force the other one to develop like some kind of fucking eating disorder or complex about it you know what i mean but guys can guys can be friends after they fight because we're guys you can be fuck you i fucking hate you you're a dumb piece of shit you don't know anything and then the next day hey you go man <laughs> cuz it's you know really not that important we don't care as much so even in the moment of you know hostility even in that moment while lebron is arguing with this courtside guy he still when the wife jumps in when the wife interrupts and says you know don't talk to my husband like that and he flashes flashes in this look as frozen asian said the man of a, the look of a man pitying another man even in that moment of heightened hostility we still have empathy you know what I mean? He can still pity the guy <laughs> in that while he's fighting with him. Something else.
4: Yeah, they're a piece. Um, But I don't I didn't think they were, you know, should have been kicked out.
1: Today, Juliana Carlos writes on Instagram, I want to apologize for losing my cool uh,
0: and removing my mask in the heat of the moment. <laughs> remo- She's apologizing for taking her mask off while she was cussing out LeBron James. I mean, come on. How much more evidence do we need here? (laughs) Now, if you're wondering about where we are now, so this was, this story is five days old. Now, if you're wondering how this has developed, I've got good news for you, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) It's gone exactly the way you probably suspected it would. Porn website offers Juliana Carlos fifty thousand dollars after her vo- verbal altercation with LeBron James. She's now being offered porn rolls.
2: <laughs>
0: now, I I suspect that this is not that uncommon, right? I suspect a lot of women who, you know, go viral or whatever, get offers from people to like, hey, take, can we take some pictures of you or can you, you know, you want to do a movie or something. I bet that happens a, a quite a bit. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, now, the question is here. I want to see in the chat, does she, will she take the money? Okay? Because she's obviously rich already. Like she obviously she's getting ten thousand dollars Louis Vuitton bags to review on YouTube. She's the kind of rich where she doesn't have to work and she can do you know makeup videos on Instagram. So press one in the chat if you think that she's got enough money and she's not going to take it to do porn. Press two in the chat if you think she's got enough money, but the fame will be too alluring press two in the chat if you think she'll do it anyway (laughs) what do you think one or two Ernie Banks. See, this is why I love Ernie Banks in the chat. Very analytical guy, Ernie Banks. What college did she attend? (laughs) I just need a little bit more background info. Does she kick with her left or her right boot? Which college did she go to? (laughs) Maybe that tracks a certain way. That increases the odds. Cam Soda wants to add Juliana Carlos to its roster. Juliana has been all, all over the news in the past 24 hours thanks to a gigantic verbal. I mean, I guess cuz cam soda is like a an amateur like home cam porn site. It's not like it's not like produced videos, you know what I mean? It's uh cam girls. So I guess maybe maybe the big offers from like Playboy for example haven't been rolling in. <laughs> And maybe Cam Soda thinks, well, she's, she's already doing makeup live streams on Instagram. It's not really that not not much different. <laughs> you know, instead of putting things on your face, we want you to put things in your, you know. People will pay you money for this. I mean, how many more, how many Louis Vuitton handbags can you have, really? The, 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 the answer is en- endless. Infinity. You can never have enough. The next Louis Vuitton bag might be just around the corner. Just one dildo away. Gotta go for it. You only live once. YOLO, baby. Following the altercation, Juliana hopped on Instagram and claimed she fuck, she'd she fuck up the four-time NBA champion. Now it sounds like the door is open for her if she wants to enter, enter the adult entertainment game. According to a release from the Porn Company, Juliana Carlos stands to earn $50,000 if she appears on Cam Soda for an hour-long possibly Triple X cam show, ladies and gentlemen. As always, you have to tip your hat to porn companies when it comes to marketing. Nobody does it better and nobody does uh nobody does it better at all. Juliana Carlos, who is known on the internet as Courtside Karen, has gone mega viral, not even viral, mega viral mega viral since monday night she's absolutely blown up she's all over instagram and twitter and now cam soda wants to cash in there you have it ladies and gentlemen porn website offers juliana carlos 50 grand after her verbal altercation with lebron james uh i tell you what we we have enough time so let's do the other item anyway fuck it why not so maybe six months ago i think yeah maybe six months ago whatever we covered this dude called the Human Kendall. And this is a video from 2019. I think this is the one we played back then. I can't be sure. I didn't go back and actually check. But I think this is the one we played from back then. So just to give you a little bit of background, because I came across a video the other day, um, which is going to blow your mind, all right? So this is the Human Ken- Kendall on, like, a Good Morning Britain kind of show, talking about his 70th plastic surgery. And Rodrigo joins us now. Rodrigo. there he is.
4: This is the latest look. Hello, good morning. How very lovely to see you. So um, you said there a couple of times, you know, maybe this is enough, maybe this is enough. Quite obviously it wasn't. You've been and had some more. And what have you have done this
0: time? (laughs) Well, uh- <laughs> I love Holly Willoughby because <laughs> she gives some of the best faces. Remember we did the video of the guy who has the world's largest penis and he was on this show and she couldn't help like flicking her hair and blushing and saying like no, so let me ask you this right. Cuz he'd be like, you know, yeah, well, people don't understand. It's a little off-putting. Um, you know, you feel like women only want to sleep with you because they know about, you know, you having this huge penis and uh, you know, you you start to wonder within yourself: Do they really like me for me, or is it just because of my penis? And she she would sit there and go, "Yeah, that's great, isn't it?" Like, so when when the penis goes in the vagina, do you think it hurts the woman much? Does it, or would you say, like, if I if I wanted to put it in my in my uh, ass, like, would I be able to? Like, would you be able to work it in? Do you think, or what do you think? <laughs> Yeah, like you know, there's way more to me than just a penis. I like, you know, I like walking on the beach. I like, uh, you know, this kind of music. I really love, you know, period movies and stuff. And I, I you know, I'm re- really looking for a partner that wants to share that kind of thing. Yeah, it's great, you know. Do do the women normally, if they put it in their mouth, does it choke them a little bit? Is it that kind of big? Is it or how far down? Like if I was if I was to suck it now, like. Do you think I would be able to get, how far down the shaft do you think I'd be able to get? Maybe like, what, six inches maybe? How big is it really? Can you just whip it out for us? Have a, let's have a little look here. And she'd be flicking her hair and smiling and shy and shit. So I love her because she's very she's very expressed. She, express, she expresses what she's thinking. She's one of those people who'd be terrible at poker. Have a look here. And Rodrigo joins us
4: now. And there he is, this is the latest look. Hello, good morning. How very lovely to see you. So, um, you said there a, a now couple look of at times, the face. You know, maybe this is enough, maybe this is enough. Quite obviously it wasn't, you've been and had some more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you see what I mean? That's kind of like the look of like, <laughs> It's very strange, though, isn't it? <laughs> really, you've had how many? You've had seventy, have you? Well, you look you look very interesting. <laughs> that's that face. I can't believe I'm talking to this man. <laughs> wow, that's really something. That is, she can't hide it. She can't hide what she's thinking. And what
4: have you had done this
0: time? Well, uh, this time I had a, a facelift, mm-hmm.
3: temple lift, cheek lift, mm. lip lift. The replacement of uh, my chin
0: silicone implant. Yep. Uh,
1: I well, so we're, we're wearing seat. them out now.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he said. He said he's had a replacement for his chin implant. So he had an implant and he's gotten another. Re- he's got another implant to replace the original implant. I like. I I don't know. I don't have any implants. He's. Is uh, implants kind of like, you know, off-road tires? They, if you, you can wear them out, you need to change them. Can you get a retread? Is that cheaper? I don't know. <laughs> Nikki Fruity loops in the chat. That's the look of a, the woman. It says, this show ends at 10 a.m. Thank fuck. <laughs> all right, so he's celebrating having all of these procedures done. Uh, that's a type of I lift, And now I, I can lift. breathe.
3: Yeah, because last week. So time we I had here, my nose done. Mm. You'd had for in, the eleventh time. For the eleventh
0: time. Who would, you know, that's news to me. Did you ever hear of such a thing? Apparently, apparently, after eleven nose procedures, after eleven nose jobs, you can find breathing a little difficult. I mean, he just said, "Look, now I can breathe," and I went. <laughs> As it, as it tried to, as, it, as the air tried to escape past the fucking bags of silicon in his face. <laughs> <laughs> as it tried to squeeze past, like the Botox flexed fucking <laughs> <laughs> cheeks and fucking.
1: Oh my god.
0: Hey, my asthma's gone. Listen to me breathe. <laughs> <laughs>
4: All right, because one of the procedures it left you was it sort of like a bacterial infection?
0: Yeah, she's look. Look, did you have like, was there a bunch of shit growing on your face? Was it? (laughs) Yeah, no, it's not gross at all. It's it's really not gross at all. I just find it, I just find it interesting. So, did you have one of those things where like all your face was full of germs and rotting and stuff like that? Did you? Yeah, that's that's really gross, isn't it? (laughs) That's all. That's actually now I'm looking at you. It, that's all I can think about. It's all of the weird little germs and bacterias and microbes you got living in there. Whatever's going on in there. I mean, people are going in there every week. By the sounds of it, who knows how clean they keep those knives in the doctor's office? Do they really sanitize those scalpels before and after every use? Hmm? I've never seen them do it. I've never seen them. I've never seen them sanitize a thing. Have you? It's very gross in there, isn't it? It's quite awful.
4: A bacterial infection. Yes, And so yes. you couldn't breathe properly. And I know you are yeah. really, really struggling. Yeah. You actually struggling to find a surgeon that exactly. would be able to help you. Exactly, Yeah. So, so he's had
0: so many nose jobs now. Surgeons are turning him back saying, there's nothing I can do about this. But he finally found a surgeon who was charitable enough to accept his money. And said, yeah, sure, why not? I'll give it a crack. (laughs) Hey, whatever doctor told you that 10 surgeries is too many doesn't know what he's fucking talking about. Let me sign you up for number 11, sir. Now bring your credit card. We do take credit card payments over the phone. If you just want to book it in now before you come in and meet me, we can do it, you know, next Tuesday. I just got to wash the sheets first. It'll be fine.
3: So it's been four years that mm. uh, I was living, like, with my nose blocked, felt like being a constant cold, mm-hmm. not being able to taste food properly or yep. taste wine properly as well. My nose was just a dead organ. Mm. And I'll find, I can no, I won't. And finally breathe. I was caught for bacterial
0: infection yeah. that destroyed...
1: Mm. <laughs> yeah, look at this.
0: You can tell here the lovely Holly. You can tell here she's very interested in this story. Infection. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look how interested she is in this man. She's really enjoying talking about this. I mean, it was four years, and I couldn't breathe. Uh, I could only breathe through my mouth. I couldn't taste food. I couldn't taste wine. And so it was four years of that. And now finally, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm telling you, I love her. She's the best.
3: <laughs> Destroyed with my nose. And then I had to wait all this time to have my nose done.
2: Mm-hmm. And For the 11th the flu- time.
3: All the way to Iran to have it done. because. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I wasn't far off, was I? <clears throat> I found an Iranian doctor who would help me. <clears throat> but wait, sir, I thought you said the Iranians were strict, hardcore religious fundamentalists who want to kill us all. <laughs> yes, but they saw this young man who had a dream of being a Kendall, and they wanted to see him breathe again, breathe again... They're very charitable like that. All right, so here's the update part of this. So that's just that's just the little context for you. Now I this came up. YouTube suggested is a strange mystery to me. I know there's algorithms and shit that decide what shows up on your suggested list. I I can only I can only shake with uncontrollable fear. You know, thinking about what people like J.J. Stoner or Royce Lopez have on their suggested list for the shit that they subscribe to. Victor von Schroom, Kitty B, God Almighty, must have the must have the most sensational videos just flash up in the auto play list, right? And make it a very dangerous thing to leave that option on. But for whatever reason, this came up in my suggested list, and I thought, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. This story has developed. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the former real-life playboy. Uh, playboy. The former real-life bar. <laughs> Fuck. The former real-life Ken doll. It's late. I haven't had any sleep. The former real-life Ken doll becomes the new, the now, real-life Barbie doll. I'm Jessica Alvarez. I was formerly known
3: as Rodrigo Alves, the Human Life Candle.
0: You know, there are some very dangerous and bigoted people out there. <laughs> There's just gobsmacked silence in the audience. What? No. Huh? What? <laughs> You know, there are some very dangerous bigots out there with stereotype views who say things like, now, I would never say this because I'm not a bigot. I love everybody. I just want everybody to be the best that damn them they can be. So if this makes you happy, fucking do it, man. Good for you. Go, go. I love that. Gypsy of diamonds, Gypsy with the diamond. Fair to just steal the diamond, Gypsy. Didn't see that coming. Oh, dear, trust me, it gets so much better. So, you know, go out there and be the best you can be. But there are some very dangerous, very nasty, bigoted people out there who say things like, for example, um, you know, getting all of these procedures done and getting all of this plastic surgery isn't going to make you happy, right? to which the appropriate response is always, yes, after every single procedure, I feel a little bit better. I get a little bit closer to perfect. One day I will be there, so I should continue getting these procedures done. That's the correct response. So now we've had, you know, over 70 procedures to become a Kendall, to the point where we had to get our 11th nose job in Iran because nobody would do it in our own country, probably because of pesky things like regulations and Hippocratic Oaths and whatnot, ethics, (laughs) 11 nose jobs by the time you're 25. So we had to fly off to Iran to get ourselves fixed up and now we can breathe again. (laughs) No problem. And for whatever reason, that that wasn't satisfying. That didn't get us where we needed to be. And where we needed to be was here.
3: I'm Jessica Alvarez. I was formerly known as Rodrigo Alves, the human life candle. Rodrigo
0: is now Jessica.
3: But actually, I was a transgender woman. Last time when I saw you,
0: I I was actually a transgender woman all along. Who knew? Congratulations, Francesca, what was her name? Jessica? Jessica. Congratulations Jessica. <laughs> Good for you.
3: A lot has changed. And now
0: now you see the upside ladies and gentlemen. The upside to this and that's quite the bed look at those bedroom eyes there lads, huh? Um the upside to this is guess what? More surgery coming down the line. A huge sigh of relief was heard amongst the plastic surgeons in the local community. It's a good good news, boys. Good news, boys. The pay pig is back. Sharpen up those scalpels. We've got some money to make. Come on in, sir, madam. Do we have a deal for you? We're offering a two-for-one this weekend. Get some face work done and we'll give you the snip for free. Ferox under I meant to do this to my face The whole time The whole time Without even realising it I'm a
3: totally different And new person I'm reborn again
0: I'm a a totally different And new person Ah. I'm born again Totally new person Gee if only If only it were that easy if only we didn't have to live with the the choices we've made in life if we put a dress on. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute.
4: <laughs>
0: All right. That was too easy. I mean, you know, the the day that you become a woman is the day you realize that you don't have to take responsibility for anything that you've done in the rest of your life. I mean, it's beautiful, really. He's going he's going after some of that female privilege. <laughs> you can blame him, really you know what, I just woke up, uh, I'm Barbie now, I'm a completely different person, I'm born again. And we start over. Hopefully I won't screw it up this time. <laughs>
2: Hopefully
0: I won't do anything crazy. <laughs> I've been given a second chance.
3: It's bigger than battle. I'm very excited because I'm meeting my friend Cheryl. The very first time that I'm gonna see her since I transitioned. Oh my
0: gosh! Cheryl's got herself a girlfriend now.
3: Hi, truly, this is Jessica, and I can't wait to share my pampering day with you today. Welcome to our shop. Thank you very much. The shop is really beautiful. It's a wonderful pleasure to meet you. And you too. You look amazing. Thank you. I was just walking
0: why is this bitch not wearing a mask
1: can
0: somebody explain this to me please because I mean I guess I guess wouldn't want to hide that pretty face from the world now would we why would she I mean, it would be a, it would be a crime. It would be a crime to hide this beautiful face behind a mask, wouldn't it? Who can blame her? She's doing us a service.
3: Diana, there. there are so many more options. This is absolutely stunning. My styling—it's a great big deal behind this transition. Yeah. Having to change my entire clothes yeah. for
0: dresses and high heels. Yes. <laughs> I mean, life's full of, life's full of challenges. Uh, Minister of Fun, Kimmy with a diamond. She can't spread the rona if she can't exhale. Very good point. But now she can breathe, remember? So I'm afraid COVID is back on the table. And I, to, to think of all of the struggles we have when we transition, I mean, it really is the untold story of all of this. Having to switch all of your jeans, all of your skinny jeans for dresses in the wardrobe. I mean, the struggle is real. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. thought you might enjoy that. A little bit of an update on the world's sexiest Barbie doll. All right. With that, I'm going to leave it there for tonight. Thank you for joining us on this Monday night edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. Uh, don't forget to follow some of our friends as well. Frozen Asian in the chat. Uh, Spent D. Irrational Times. Coffee Talk with Sandra. JJ Stoner. Royce Lopez. Uh, everybody's favorite lover of Frenchwoman Mersch. Coffee Talk with Sandra. Irrational Times. Don't forget about the Kimmy Show. You got the Kimmy Show. Winning TV. Victor von Schroom. Iceman Double Four, Double Three. Jamani, ladies and gentlemen. And anyone else I may have forgotten. I'll be back on Wednesday night with another edition of the show. Till then, stay calm, stay rational. Oh, thank you to everyone who contributed tonight on D Till then, stay calm, stay rational, God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.